Welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast, Supplier Voice Edition, brought to you by Les Mills, a group fitness company that was built to help people fall in love with fitness and provide 6 million workouts to the world each week across 100 countries. Welcome to the Club Solutions podcast. My name is Rico Francis, president and co-founder of Peak Media and Club Solutions. In this episode, we'll be speaking with Adrian Heppernan, vice president of customer experience for Les Mills. Adrian, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Rico. Thanks for having me on the podcast today. I've been looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us. Um, our purpose today is to learn more about you, your history, and then specifically today we'll discuss um, the phenomenon of the hybrid workout. Uh, we'll discuss how it impacts health clubs and health club operators, and then specifically how less mills can help. So with that in mind, let's Let's dive in. Um, first, tell us about your personal background, maybe a little about where you grew up, um, you know, your early interest, and then professionally, how you track to where you are today. Sure. So I'm an, an Aussie. I, I grew up in Melbourne, Australia. So for those not familiar, it's Australia's second largest city. I think we're around a population of about 5 million now. Uh, Melbourne sits on the, the south eastern tip of mainland Australia and you know Australia's a nation with a real passion for sport and I think like most Aussie kids I was pretty active in that space growing up uh, coming out of high school uh, into university I, I took a real interest in physical therapy or, or physiotherapy as we call it so I studied in the sports science exercise physiology space which really introduced me into the fitness industry and I think like many of us, it gets in your blood and I've been a, a lifer in, in the industry ever since. So I, uh, I cut my teeth in all aspects of health club world, operations, membership, fitness. And as I graduated university, the owner of a small club chain in Melbourne, who was actually president of the, the state uh, club owner association at the time, was a great mentor to me in the early stages of my career um, partnered with me to build out and operate uh, personal training studios out of his clubs so back then um, the PT wasn't really integrated into the club experience it was a separate business a separate box you know there were personal training studios these dedicated spaces that were sort of aligned uh, with with the club in this case so you know, interestingly, we moved into a, a landlord relationship, but it, it was a very exciting time for me. I was young, I was self-employed, uh, growing a business, and uh, I learned many things, made many mistakes in, in that time. We were able to uh, secure some, some corporate contracts, so manage gyms and, and do some health promotion activities with organizations. And I think it was there that I got a taste of the commercial side of things, so pitching and negotiating, uh, contract management, delivering on commitments. So that uh, really sort of shaped my pathway from there. Um, I also spent some time in Australia with, with the YMCA. So I led out health and wellness across the portfolio, um, really delivering uh, best practice in, in operations specific to, to fitness and, and wellness. Um, and also I spent some time in Sydney where we got some real growth in our uh, rec facility management business, 
Um, so working with contracts, uh, for example, with Sydney Olympic Park, where the, the 2000 Olympics were held and um, a whole range of, of recreation, fitness and aquatic facilities were part of that portfolio throughout the region. Um, in 2010, I relocated to the US uh, with my now wife, Megan, and uh, we've set up here in Southern California, which is actually where she grew up. I, I came here and I launched an Australian membership management software. So uh, the software offered everything. For, it was a CRM, membership CRM. Um, payment processing was a big part of what we did, uh, scheduling. So it was a, a true startup experience. We had a very small team. Uh, I was doing everything from uh, the strategy to the selling to buying the paper clips. And um, it was a, a time of, of high growth for us and, and really foundational for me. Uh, in terms of uh, knowledge of technology uh, from that perspective. And I think especially where you look at fitness now and how big a role tech and digital plays, um, you know, that was a great experience for me. And we ended up being acquired by a larger software group, uh, which is actually when I got started with Les Mills. Um, my, my early days, so looking back, my early days in the industry in, in Australia were actually they coincided with um, Les Mills emerging out of New Zealand into Australia with their um, licensing business. And I saw firsthand at that time uh, the impact of the programs, uh, the instructors, the group exercise community on the clubs that I was involved with. So, you know, starting my journey with Les Mills, it was great uh, to be a part of an organisation that I was uh, truly passionate about. Very good. So you're the vice president of customer experience uh, in your role describe what you do on a day-to-day -day basis yeah so at les mills leading out the the customer experience and team we we work with all of our customers across a variety of channels um, and i guess we're, we're driven on two sides primarily one supporting our, our customers or our, our club partners so that's programs instructors digital solutions, um, yeah, insight and research. So we're really committed, particularly now as, as clubs are, are bouncing back after the pandemic, sort of impacting the health of their business. Um, the second part to that is also finding new customers. So working um, you know, with our business development team as part of our customer experience team um, to you know, help clubs choose us as, as their partner to help them move forward as well. Um, a large part of my role is ensuring we deliver on our value proposition across the market. So, you know, we're all about helping members fall in love with fitness at clubs. And uh, we know when that happens, those members, uh, they keep coming back and, and they're sticky members and that really helps clubs thrive. So um, we've got the team across the US driving that on a, on a daily basis that I love uh, leading and, and working with. So uh, let's, Talk about the hybrid workout and um, I guess a couple of questions, maybe if you can kind of define that term for our listeners and then, you know, specifically talk about how Les Mills can help health club operators address this sort of new trend um, and how that's different from maybe what um, some of your competitors are doing. Yeah, sure. That, yeah, great. A few parts to that question. I think that the hybrid workout, if you start there, it's certainly a term or, or a model uh, that gained 
a lot of momentum through the pandemic. And when I use that term, I'll refer simply to providing workouts, workout offerings in the club and out of the club. So uh, back in, in 2019, we, Les Mills, completed uh, what I think at the time was uh, the biggest consumer survey, fitness survey the industry had seen, somewhere around 16,000 to 20,000 consumers. And we did things a little differently to a lot of the you know, standard surveys or research where you interview or you survey members in clubs. We actually went out to the street and um, sort of tried to get into the heads and the behaviours of, of consumers. And what we learned then, back then, so this was pre-COVID, um, was that 85% of gym members were actually working out at home already. And, and a large number of them were using digital solutions to do this. So this has been an established behaviour for a long time. Um, and I think, you know, was it an area where clubs uh, were, were in some ways just willing to concede uh, on, on that space and, and give that share of um, their members' attention and even the wallet and investment to others to capture? So I think, you know, what, what we know now is that, yeah, the, the members' fitness journey is not confined to a physical location. So it's really important that, that clubs challenge how they've traditionally operated and, and, and look to offer members an integrated experience. Workouts don't have boundaries. And when you look at the new, the new member, they're, they're kind of calling the shots, right? They want to work out on their terms. So whilst um, clubs were slow to adopt pre-COVID, you know, the good thing through the pandemic is that it has accelerated their thought process of, of connecting with members outside their club. Um, in terms of Les Mills and, and how we help, um, you know, we're, we're doing it now. So we, we can truly help operators bridge that gap between um, the live in-club experience and the digital experience. So we've developed an um, ecosystem of, of products that we believe create the, the ultimate group fitness solution. So you've got, you've got live instructor-led classes in the club, which is really foundational, that human connection. Um, you know, we're really excited about the, you know, people getting back into clubs and getting that human connection, uh, but also virtual classes still in the club, but projecting virtual classes within studios to leverage um, those off-peak and shoulder time to give people, you know, real flexibility to work out. Um, video on demand. So we have uh, affiliate partnerships with our own app where we, we revenue share with clubs or um, we allow clubs to actually ingest uh, our content into their own solutions. And with that, um, a live streaming solution as well, Rico. So we've got um, done a lot of work around royalty-free music options to make this easy uh, for clubs to execute. So I think, you know, with all of this, as I said, that the live instructor-led workout is at the centre of it, but it's then creating other channels um, really to get the members taking their favourite workout home with them or their favourite instructor home uh, with them. So differentiation, um, there, there's, look, there, I'll just add that there's so many offerings out there. I think the last count was around about 350,000 fitness apps. So there's just so much choice for people. And, you know, what we're realizing is that the quality of content is really going to be a big determining factor in the success of your digital or your hybrid solution. So we've been producing content for a long time. Uh, we've gotten very good at it. And our filmed content is now in a cinematic space that 
you know, we're always striving to get as close to the live experience as we can. And uh, we, we continue to, to step up our game each workout release on, on how we film uh, to help people really fall in love with the workouts and, and want to repeat them. Very good. So I guess a couple, um, maybe a follow-up question to that is um, the health club member, then are you partnering? It sounds like you've got multiple options, right? In terms of how to deliver this. Um, are you, um, I guess, partnering with the club to drive that, um, I don't know what the phrase is, member sign up um, online? Or how is that, how is that just the logistics of that? I guess if you could give me an example, if I'm a, I'm a member at a club and, you know, for whatever reason, I don't feel comfortable coming back yet. And I want to, um, you know, do classes at home sort of talk me through an example. And I know there's probably all kinds of different examples, but typically yeah. how that would work for me, like, like what would that look like? Yeah, great question. Look, I think that um, the one thing that we, we're, we're learning and clubs are learning quite quickly is that this is not a sort of build it and they will come uh, pathway to success. So you need to treat this like you do any other part of your business. You know, if you put as much energy into this um, as you do point of sale, personal training, you know, selling that, then, then, you know, you're going to drive results. And I think sometimes that's ignored. So really encourage operators to think through their digital strategy and get very clear on what you're trying to achieve and how you're going to execute that. So, you know, that's where I think, a lot of the challenge is, you know, a lot of operators tested the waters during the pandemic and they might put some short-term offerings in as a stopgap because their doors were shut, right? So, I'm, hey, I'm going to live stream to my members to keep them engaged. But how do you make this part of your model going forward? So, firstly, just understand what are you trying to do? Is it an engagement tool for existing members, right? Or are you looking at new member acquisition out of it? Or are you trying to monetize the offering? So there's a whole range of different things. So I guess, you know, what we do is we, we actually, um, our team, you know, works with our club partners on the digital strategy and gets a real understanding of what that looks like. And it's around setting expectations. You know, some people think they can start an app uh, up with some own content and, you know, they're going to turn a profit in the first couple of months. It just doesn't work that way. So, yeah, how are you going to run retail campaigns around it? So we've got a whole toolkit that sits behind um, our solutions. So, for example, a club, to get specific, a club could take our workouts, um, our content, and put that into their own app. All right. So now they've got an offering that they can go out to market with and say, hey, um, you know, the workouts that you do in your club, you can now do at home for convenience. Um, so we've created a toolkit to help them with a retail campaign to really capture interest. So that's everything from email templates to, you know, four-week social media campaigns, video trailers. So the marketing of it is really, really important. Um, but, but it starts with the strategy. So just getting clarity in that space as well. Les Mills offers 13 group fitness programs across various genres, from dance to hit and everything in between. On top of providing genre variety, they've also created format variety. This includes live classes, virtual and club classes, live stream, on demand, and club embedded content. 
To learn more about this 360-degree solution, visit lesmills.com backslash US backslash ultimate. So in terms of the, um, the bottom line impact, you mentioned two things. Um, you mentioned a lot, but the two things that are sort of drivers for the operator, um, you said engagement, which I'll just translate as retention. Um, yeah. And then the other um, is new members. Of the two, um, which, I know every situation is different, but which do you find um, that you guys are helping to impact more? Um, is it more member engagement or is it more driving members? Um, I think it, it, it's probably, it's a little bit of both. And, and uh, there would be what's being driven more right now is almost the, the members that are on freeze or, or somewhat orphaned during COVID. So there is already a connection there, but it's, hey, maybe these members aren't right now um, have the level of confidence to come back in to the studio or perhaps there's actually restrictions in, in, in the market that are, are making it tough for the club to bring people in. So it's that connection of those, um, but also monetizing it. So how do we keep our dues line alive by offering some options that people will pay for whilst they can't come into um, the club? But interestingly enough, you know, some insight from us is, you know, there's an overwhelming majority of, um, through a survey we did, of people that access Les Mills On Demand, so the at-home workouts, they're actually willing to try those workouts in a club right now. So um, on the acquisition side, we are starting to see some green shoots around people doing workouts at home that maybe don't have a connection with a health club and then looking for that experience from a live instructor um, in a brick and mortar club. So, um, you know, that, that's really exciting and we're really interested to see how that plays out this year. Kind of to build on what you just said, um, and you may not be able to share specific club names, which I completely respect and understand, but um, can you share specific examples or maybe just one example of how um, you just did that, I guess, but just maybe another example yeah. of how you guys are impacting bottom line uh, results for operators? Sure. Yeah, so bottom line, I, I can start perhaps just, at, at, a, at a macro level and then get into some specifics for you. I think, yeah, it's surprising that it still happens, but it does. And, and operators get themselves on this hamster wheel of member acquisition and then member churn and then member acquisition and member churn. And look, the business case for and bottom line for, for group exercise really sits around retention, right? So how do you create great member experiences to keep your members? So as a business, firstly, you have to buy into that as part of your model. Um, and, you know, Les Mills, we're, we're in the business of motivation. So what we do is we give you the tools to keep your members motivated, which in turn keeps them loyal for longer. So getting back to our workouts and our content, you know, we, we we're obsessed with creating these workouts that people want to repeat. So cool music, choreography, rock star instructors. So when you put all that together, we've looked at the impact of that on the bottom line. Um, and what we know is that when people do these workouts, overall satisfaction goes up, they feel better, they work harder, and they want to come back and do it again. So um, members that do Les Mills workouts tend to visit their club three times a week and stay five years. And um, our model revolves around a, a quarterly launch event 
of new programs. So we, we can see up to 50% membership conversion on guest visits to these events when clubs really take an experiential sailing approach. So I, I guess that's just, you know, some bottom line impact at, at a macro level, you know, specifically, um, I think, you know, sp- and specific to the, the hybrid example, yeah, like I said, I won't sort of share specifics around names, but we do have a customer uh, actually in the, in the not-for-profit space that's built a, out a virtual membership with a great mix of their own content. So they've got their own live streaming content and they're using uh, Les Mills content as that, that third-party option to sort of marry things up. So their, their, their strategy was a combination of engagement and monetization. So they want to give members an opportunity to connect with them outside uh, the four walls of their gym or their, 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 their multiple facilities. Um, so they, they've taken their digital membership to 6% of their membership base right now. Um, they're generating, I think, five figures a month from that, which is you know recovering costs on, on all the investment and it's pretty early on in the piece. So we're excited to, to see where that goes. But the journey that they're going on is really future-proofing their business. And I think in the eyes of their customers, they're seeing more as a cutting-edge offering, which is a really cool thing as well. So Les Mills is obviously an industry leader. I mean, you guys are well-known really around the world. Um, if, if there was one thing maybe that our um, listeners didn't know or that's not maybe obvious or maybe even a misperception, um, about Les Mills, what would you say that would be? And, and why is it important that our, um, that our listeners know, um, you know, whatever that is about you guys? Sure. Yeah, perhaps that uh, Les Mills owns and operates 12 clubs in New Zealand. Perhaps, you know, maybe our listeners here in the U.S. aren't aware of that. And I guess I, I bring that into the conversation um, because these clubs in many ways act as our testing lab or our petri dish, if you will, for like everything that we do. So you, you can be assured that we're really invested in this. We've got a, a real interest in the quality of what we do and the ability of our products to deliver results because they actually live in our own clubs. So um, that's one thing, you know, everything that we do is, is really, you know, going through some rigorous testing, both from, you know, a uh, member-centric perspective as well as a, a science perspective and then the impact on the business. The other thing would be uh, insights. So we, we have a, a team that is dedicated to research. Um, so looking at latest industry trends, uh, surveys inside the industry, outside the industry. So that all helps us build um you know, a lot of intel that we use with our club partners to support them and, and help give them a head start in terms of strategizing. And I think right now it's where we're adding a lot of value, especially with so much change in the industry and a lot of operators, you know, coming back and testing their model. Now they may have a blank canvas and ripping up the playbooks. So um, insights and research is another big part of what we do that people may not be aware of. That's good. Yeah, I've worked with you guys for a long time. I didn't know you you own and operate clubs, so that's um that's really good. Um, future plans. Obviously, this last you know year and a half has been <laughs> kind of topsy turvy for all of us. I know we've um, 
sort of, you know, re-strategized and planned a lot of different things. Um, so, so, so maybe we'll look at the future in two parts, maybe near term. So maybe the next, I don't know, 12 to 18 months, and then maybe longer term. Uh, what are the, what are the future plans? What can you share with us um, uh, in terms of what's coming? Sure. So, yeah, I mean, over the last year, I think for a lot of organizations, it was a, a time of a, a lot of, you know, pivoting and, and testing and learning and, and we were no different. So, you know, with, with the industry-wide shutdowns, we responded with uh, a number of newly launched solutions. Um, the Les Mills On Demand Affiliate Program, which I re referenced earlier, uh, enhanced live stream workouts, um, app-based content for our workouts. So there's a couple there. We, we also have uh, introduced online instructor training. So shifting from purely being a, an in-person um, training experience and certification experience to online. So giving instructors the ability to get certified in Les Mills programs from anywhere. Uh, so there's a few things sort of now, that I guess, that we've done. Looking ahead, you know, the fitness industry is not one where you can afford to sit still and we'll continue to evolve and innovate. Our instructor journey will evolve. So we'll, uh, and look, you know, let's not forget about instructors that they're the beating heart of our industry in so many ways and have really been impacted through the pandemic. So, you know, we're, we're really committed to, to finding them homes and getting them back, um, helping clubs sort of the fastest way back to kind of fill fill the, fill the building. But uh, with that, we've looked at the instructor journey and we'll introduce multi-level qualifications for instructors. So this is really about inspiring continuous improvement of their skills, you know, getting them to continually work on their craft and uh, recognition and reward for their efforts. So we actually assess instructors across five key elements. And um, as we evolve, they can achieve a level anywhere from entry level certification, which means, hey, you're certified to teach um, through to mastery. So we're excited that this initiative will help instructors that really want to, as I said, work on their craft, set themselves apart in the market um, to get more work, um, but also to add more values to clubs as that they work their way back uh, through progressions. Uh, and then, you know, way ahead, I mean, we, we actually, we've, we've, we have some, some boutique workouts uh, that we have developed um, in functional training as well as uh, box and run. So again, getting back to us having our own clubs, these, these workouts actually live in our clubs in New Zealand right now. And um, it's been exciting, you know, the demand of the members to do these workouts has been quite overwhelming. Um, they're just eating them up. So we're really exploring how we might be able to expand those. And then I think really from there, we'll just continue to listen to our customers and our partners um, to deliver value where they need it. Very good. If our listeners are interested in contacting you or the company, um, what's, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, it's really easy. Uh, our website, lesmills.com uh, forward slash US for the local market here in the US. Uh, via email, it is business.insights at lesmills.com. And then LinkedIn, yeah, follow our, our company page. And also just myself, I would love to connect with any of the listeners out there through uh, my personal LinkedIn account. So it's Adrian Heffernan at LinkedIn. 
Very good. Adrian, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. It's great getting to spend time with you. I know I've learned um, some new things and getting to learn more about um, what Les Mills is doing. I'm sure it'll help our listeners. I wish you continued success in the future. Thanks, Rico. Appreciate it.